The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt with And the Sky's the Limit with my featured guest, May Vu. And May is a dating coach, author, inspirational speaker. She works with busy working moms to help them attract and create new lasting love while raising healthy kids and rocking their business. And with that, I'd like to warmly welcome May Vu to The Sky's the Limit. Hi, Ken. I'm so glad to be back. I know. I'm excited to have you back. And, you know, you, you just have done so much. You, you were just like a gem. I love it. You know, you're the first certified Asian female co-active coach in the world. And you have, you know, such a beautiful story. So I wonder if we can jump right in and share your personal story, journey, you know, awakening to really what led you to do all this. Because, like I said, it's really rich. Oh, and, and I'm thrilled so to be much, here with then. you. <laughs> what was yeah. that? Well, I said, thank you so much. I'm just thrilled to be here. And, and yeah, I was born in Vietnam. And even at six-year-old walking to school, I just didn't feel like I was in the right place. And luckily for me, not for everyone else, but for me, the Vietnam War happened. And so we had to escape out of there on a boat. So so when I was 10, we escaped out of Vietnam and entered the United States um, just before, you know, entering teenage years. And when I hit the United States, I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm finally home. I'm here. I'm going to run. I'm going to just excel. And and I totally just did. And I just love life so much. And I knew that I had a mission to do in this world. So I was so focused on just mm-hmm. keep following my path. No, so, it doesn't matter what it was. You know, I just kept following. I knew I had to pass. And so I just went for it. And one thing after another, you know, I became an engineer as a firstborn, but that didn't satisfy me. So then I gave that up and literally just quit corporate America, quit a very stable job just to go find it. I even told my boss, I'm like, I got to go find it. I don't know what the it is, but I got to go. And immediately after I quit 20 years ago, I found life coaching for the first time. It just came onto the market. And Mm. that's how I became the first Asian certified female coach in the world. You know, I love it. You you have to go find find it, right? And I think the it it was inside all along. You needed to create space for the it to, uh, or I guess, allow it to bloom and to cultivate it, right? If that makes yeah, sense. well, it's a dance between the inside and the outside, right? I knew, like, I couldn't get it from the inside. Like you said, it's inside, and we all know that, but it's so frustrating to try to dig it out from the inside sometimes. And sometimes we need the outside to dance with us to break through to the inside. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, um, I, I just have this image of, like, a monkey taking a rock <laughs> to break through a coconut shell or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, the outside mm-hmm. has to it, pound on the coconut to through. <laughs> exactly, right? Because when you look at a coconut from the outside, it doesn't really look like much. I mean, it looks, I mean, it, you could probably use it as a weapon. Yeah. It, but, you know, you could, but to open it up, you find all that beautiful coconut meat and all that coconut milk. So you, that's, that's a great analogy. You know, and, and <laughs> you, you really, and, and you've become very successful. You're a six-figure coaching practice. You know, you served thousands of women worldwide for 20 years. It, it's just amazing. You know, once, like I said, you allowed and discovered the it, I, that takes true courage, you know, because I, to listen to that, um, what I like, to, well, a lot of us call the still small voice. You know, you knew. What, what was it yeah. like for you? You know, for your friends and your family, right? Because you're very driven. Education is very important. You really, you came here with a purpose. You wanted to excel. 
and um, you know, you, you you listened to that still small voice and, and made it happen. What was that like for you? You know, with, like I said, friends and family, and the if you will, the mind chatter because people don't often understand. Oh my God! Yes. Mm. Yeah. The, um, two weeks after I resigned from my from my job, and I haven't gone to coaching school yet. You know, so I was in that limbo place. I was so petrified. I was walking the street of San Francisco, just shaken in fear, and there was this bookstore so I dodged in there and I picked out three books <laughs> one was what color is your parachute the other mm-hmm. one is feel the fear and do it anyway and and the third one is something like what are you meant to do in this world you know so I was like I call that my bad fear day I bought three self-help books in one in one day just to just to calm my fear and mm-hmm. and I was so lonely and and I just couldn't believe that, you know, the voice inside me going, why did you quit? You have an engineering degree. You had a great job. You know, you were pegged to climb the corporate ladder. Why did you quit? And I'm like, I have to go find it. (laughs) To to go, I love it. To go find it. Yeah, so, so, you know, but I love in in what you're sharing today is you talk about fear and, you know, we all have fear. You didn't ignore the fear. You, you, You looked at it. You, you felt it and you recognized it and it didn't mean you, you weren't afraid, but you didn't let that stop you. And I think that's, that's yes. a huge message. And, and how you be with that, that's a great point, Karen, because I think we hear the should from people, oh, just handle your fears. But one of the things that I did that was so helpful was every time I went to like a networking meeting or a, another in search for something meeting, you know, before mm-hmm. I enter, I was petrified because I was so insecure with who I was and what I had to offer and you know I looked different sound different and everything was different about me that's how I felt like and I literally had to just grab a napkin and just wrote out all my fears just like oh my god they won't like me oh my god they sound stupid oh my gosh I'm such a loser I had to do all of that so that I can vomit those fears out and then I could go into a meeting I could go Mm -hmm. into and shake someone's hand so I think having the right tools to help you deal with your fears is also very important. Absolutely. I, I, I love that. I mean, this is, yeah. Oh, I, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> we really could. And so, you know. Through the, I know. <laughs> I know. Through, through the journey, through, through, you know, you're discovering it, if you will, and, the pro, and mm-hmm. fear. You know, what, what kept you inspired? Because like I said, fear comes up. It's sort of like a, what I call like whack-a-mole or shoots and ladders, right? And oftentimes, and yeah. we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, what kept, what kept you inspired, you know, through, through the journey? Like, how did you know? Life, life kept unfolding, and I did have that voice inside me, and I did follow that voice. It only comes out once in a while, but when it mm-hmm. comes out, it scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> However, <laughs> I listen to that voice, so I don't have to create terrible disaster in my life because the voice had to get louder, you know, so it would tell me, it's time to go, it's time to stay, you know, move right, mm-hmm. move left kind of thing. And so it told me to quit corporate America, so as much as I hated it, I quit corporate America, and mm-hmm. then it told me to to uh, became a coach, you know, like I came, I saw, and it was like, this is it, this is it, go. And I did everything I could to get certified and to learn how to do this. And I threw myself into it 20 years ago and coach and network and try to get clients. And at that time, when you say coaching, people were looking at, at me like soccer, you know, that was the only answer that they knew about coaching. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. life. And they're like, oh, and they step three step back, you know, and I'm like, no, no, it's not bad, you know. So anyway, but I did mm-hmm. it. And, and then as good as that was, then the voice said, okay, now you have to quit your new job, you know, I became a trainer for the best coaching training school in the world, and I trained for them for 13 years. I, I traveled the world for them, and that's how come I was able to train and certify over a thousand life coaches worldwide. But even with that, that voice keeps coming back, and she said, okay, now it's time to quit this. And I'm like, no, no, uh, I want not again. to get this. Yeah, no, not again. But I had to. And so I literally had to call my boss and go, rrr, rrr, rrr. and she's like, what? And I said, I, I have to quit. And she's like, what? And I said, I think I have to quit. I have to resign. And she's like, 
why? And I said, I think I have outgrown this. I think I have to go find my own work and find my mm. own message. And she said, okay, are you sure? And I said, as much as it's making me sick right now, I think I'm sure. <laughs> and oh. so I, I resigned from that well-paying, prestigious job so that I could go find my, my own message and my own body of work. That was crazy-making. Hmm, that is new. I was going to ask, how has this process changed you? You know, the whole process, the whole thing. How has it changed you? Because you you found your voice, you've stepped up in a big way. Yeah. Every step of the way, Karen, it made me believe in myself more. It made me believe in life more, that I'm Mm -hmm. safe in the world, that life is actually working with me and not against me. And that I can trust myself, I can trust life, and I can trust people around me. I Mm -hmm. think part of what I see in my clients when they first come to me, why they're so unhappy and miserable is they feel so alone in the world to do everything themselves. So when you feel so alone and you have to be the one to do everything, you, you you doubt yourself and you're run by guilt and fear that you're not good enough. And that life is against you. And then you try to please everybody to try to make Mm -hmm. them happy, yet no one is happy. So for me, I just kept following that voice and I keep learning more and more about myself. And from there, I start to trust life and trust people around me. And I feel stronger and stronger every day and become more authentically myself instead Mm -hmm. of having to pretend to be who I think people want me to be. Right? Right? It's so true. And, you know, I was just going to ask you as you were speaking so often. I I know, you know, you speak to women. You do speak to men as as well. And I know women, we seem to be innately built to, we're the caregiver, right? And Uh so we often put ourselves last. So, um, yeah, I was going to ask, you said, you know, you began to believe in yourself and, you know, really live on purpose and be authentic. And I want to talk about, self-care and self-love because I think you know that's that's really a cornerstone for this isn't it and as women we we aren't really quick to do that we put everybody else first including the family pet yeah so I wondered you know and even when even when we we you know like some women wait until a tragic thing happened to them like like a physical illness or a physical accident or something even at that they bend themselves backwards, apologizing for how they show up, apologizing for not being able to deliver, apologizing for not being able to operate up to par like they used to. You know, like, it's amazing how how inhumane and how brutal women treat ourselves all over the world, not just one country. It's amazing to me how much we push ourselves and we think that we should be and do so much uh, instead of loving ourselves as is in this moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with May, with that, we're going to come up to a quick break. So I'm going to ask you and the listeners to stay with us, and we'll be back in just a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. 
Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to make life work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt with my featured guest this week, Coach Mei Fu. And before the break, we were talking about the importance of self-care and self-love and how often women put that on the back burner. So I'd like to pick right back up on that because it's really important. So May, you were sharing with us your thoughts around this. Yeah, if I may, I'd like to reveal the the concept in my book. I recently just sure. finished a book called The Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating, How to Be Loved, Adored, and Cherished. The long title. But anyway, in there, I shared this, my signature work on the three Ps. And I think it really will explain to the audience about what happened to us. Why do we put ourselves last all the time? So in my work, what I see with women over the last 20 years is that we have three personality inside us, three characters, I call them. And the first one is the peasant. That's the you and me in this physical world. You know, we work like a peasant. <laughs> and if you think about the peasant, you know, she's very limited in her thinking, and she's afraid, and she works the land, she works really hard, and, you know, she cares for her children, and she's just overrun with responsibilities and Nobody sees her. Nobody treats her well. The more, the harder she works, the the more work gets piled on her. And you see ourselves doing this at work, you know, at home, everywhere. And so when we show up as a peasant, life would treat us like a peasant. And that's how come self care is always end up last or never makes a list. Because if you think about the characteristic of a peasant, self care doesn't exist. Sacrifice exists. Right? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. belief and how we see ourselves as unworthy and hard work and life is against us and a, disa- a disaster is around the corner. So we have to brace for all of that disappointment, all of that pain, and, and then we create our life that way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That, so when, if you see yourself putting yourself last and not doing self-care, you're in your peasant mode and you're trying to to hope and pray that if you just work harder, life will get better for you. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it doesn't. It just gets worse. And that makes you so angry, which makes it worse for you. And so then you dig your hole even deeper. So that's the characteristic of the peasant at work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, Does that so sound tr- familiar? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, because, yeah, we, have to, we carry the weight of, of the world on our shoulders, right? 
I mean, we have to exactly. do it all. We have to do it all. And, you know, so do you have any tips or suggestions for the listeners to begin to switch that, you know, switch the paradigm, change, change the, yeah. the frequency? Well, absolutely. Well, first you have to know that there are, there are two other parts of you that you need to rely on. So the second part that is inside all of us is what I call your princess. This part of you, not the Disney princess and not the spoiled brat princess that we see out there, but a true princess is gracious, is peaceful, is loving, and is generous. She knows her birthright. She, you know, when your mm-hmm. princess walk into a room, she knows that this room feels good or bad, <laughs> right? Like if right. you walk into a hotel room and it's a beautiful hotel room, you're like, ah, oh, this is my rightful place. But if you walk into like a Motel 6 or something, you know, Super 8 or something, you're like, oh, I have to endure this tonight. Mm-hmm. So that part of you who really knows, she actually doesn't really get to operate that much in your life. Your peasant look at your princess and said, oh my God, we can't afford you. We don't have time for you. And you're too foo-foo and you're too demanding. So the peasant will lock your princess in a closet or in a dungeon, you know, like until she thinks that it's safe for the princess to come out. Because she thinks if she's a princess, people will will laugh at her and will treat her, you know, will think that she's too arrogant. So Mm -hmm. she disconnects from this birthright place. And that is the worst thing that we can do to ourselves because your princess knows not to ever compromise yourself, but she will gently maneuver and create magic in the world for you. But when we lock her away, then, then we keep running into hard work. So mm-hmm. you've got to know that your princess exists so that you can start to work your peasant with your princess. So, let's see. What would you say to someone who was maybe suppressed um, that side of them for so long they don't even know if it's still there? Yeah, most people exactly have that, that question to you. Because like most peasants suppress that so long, all they can feel is this little longing. When they hear me explain about the princess, they can feel this little longing and they go, help, I don't even know who she is. I don't even know if I had one. Can you help me find her? That tells me that she's right there. She's knocking on the door and going, let me out, let me out, let me show you how I can love you and how I can take care of you so that you can have a much better life. So so the first thing we need to do is to tend to your peasant. Contrary to most peasants' belief is that when they hear this, they're like, oh, peasant is bad, princess is good, I got to go there. It's actually not that because that will then create more pain for your peasant. What we need mm-hmm. to do is to love your peasant, love her as is, and listen to her story, listen to her sorrows. And when she's listened, she will open up and she will naturally let the princess out. She will naturally soften and will naturally say, tell me more, I'm ready. Instead of, are you going to replace me with that princess bullshit of yours? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, are you, you know, I don't trust her, blah, blah, blah. All these things that, that the peasant will fight because she's, she is run by not feeling not good enough, you know. So mm-hmm. if, we, if we just push her into her princess, then she'll feel a thousand times more of not good enough and she'll feel shame. So we have to love her gently toward her princess. But the princess alone is not enough. You also need your priestess. That one is your power. She has your truth. She has your clarity. She cuts through BS like nobody's business. So you don't have to waste time compromising yourself. So your priestess keeps you safe in this world, and she has your direction. That little voice that you talk about, you know, that guides you every step of the way, that's your priestess voice. She says, mm-hmm. no, not that, this. It's very mm-hmm. clear, very simple, no drama. So when your priestess is there and keeping you safe and clear on what you should be doing and where you're going, and then your princess is there loving you and bringing magic and joy into your life and making life easier for you, then the peasant can just walk and do her little thing. You know, she can do dishes, she can pay your bills, go to work, meet people, shake hands, and she's not afraid anymore. Unfortunately, most of the time, we send the peasant in first and then leave the princess and the priestess, you know, in the Mm -hmm. dungeon, and then the peasant is, like, freaked out, scared, and compromised herself and get into a whole boatload of mess. We'll put her nose to the grindstone and just start the hard work, and we don't really see anything other than that. 
you know, so we don't, exactly. there's no, there's no allowing for any, anything else, right? Exactly. Yep. And then we try to date, we try to date again from that place, you know, mm-hmm. all of us who are divorced or single again, it's like, we're 45, 50, 60, you know, 70, and then we're trying to date again, but we date from the peasant, which is terrible, and it's so hurtful and so painful. Or when we're in a marriage, and we're stuck in the peasant mode marriage, where both of you work really hard, but neither one of you are happy, you don't even talk to each other, you just hand over responsibility back and forth. It's Mm -hmm. just not fun and not thriving. So that's what, what... the poor peasant gets stuck in is the dilemma of why do I work so hard and yet I'm not getting the love, the joy, and the success that I want. Right. And, and then, you know, we easily build up resentment, right, towards one another. And we don't mean to, but it's, it's you don't understand me, you don't make time for me. And, and then, yeah, we're, we're both looking inside of themselves to fix it. And, I, you know, I love we just talked briefly about the 3P concept in, in your new book um, because, you know, you become empower, and the book is a blueprint to create new and improved yeah. love life, as, yeah, as well as a better home life and business. So I, I love it. So the three Ps does really, they do really um, expand fully into, into our lives, no, no matter what. It's not, you know, no offense, it's not just about dating, you know. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And I love that. And how <laughs> how we are in dating is how we are in relationship and how we are at work and how we are with money. Because money and love is the same energy. So if you can't let love in, you can't let money in. That that's very that's very true. You know, and I, I know that and I'm so glad that you said that because right, we always we're always looking for something outside outside of ourselves to fix it. And people say, you know, mm-hmm. I can't get ahead. I, I wish I could have this, I wish I could have that, but when you, when, yeah, so when you, I think what you're talking about is we can let the, give the peasant a break and mm-hmm. allow the princess to shine, the priestess will guide us, if you will, to the right and perfect opportunity so that we can allow and have it all. Is that right? In yeah, in, a, in an integrated way, not in the, so that, that phrase in itself, you know, mm-hmm. we, I've seen a, a a backlash, you know, a long time ago, it was like, like in the 80s, I could have it all. That was a big thing. But what happened to women was we went to having it all from the peasant perspective. So we worked harder. <laughs> so I can have it all. So that means I can have a career and I still the mom at home and I'm still supposed to be the wife with my husband and I'm still carrying his emotional and laundry baggage, you know, all that stuff. So, so we went at it from the peasant's perspective. So mm. we sank ourselves. So in the, in the nineties and, and the, 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 where we are now, we're like, Oh, I don't want to have it all. That was too much work. I want to have none of it, you know, or, or we still have this dilemma between men and women and ourselves. But when you can bring in the princess and the priestess, the princess will know how to have it all in a way that is super soft, super easy, super fun, that involves everyone and everyone is elevated as we are all having it all, rather than the peasant trying to get at it by herself. Hmm. I love that because, yeah, I mean, we did, right? Women, we do try to have it all, and I think, there has to be some give and take. So with that, I want to ask, um, you know, what are the three biggest, I guess, um, misconceptions women share? We, we talked briefly about money, love, and success. We, you know, the, we push it away without even knowing it, right? Can, can, yep. we touch on that? can we touch on that briefly? Or? Sure, sure. Ask me your question again. The three misconceptions that women the, share the, around the, the world, is that what you said? Yeah, the three biggest misconceptions are, uh, that women have around yeah. money, love, and success, oftentimes we tend to push them away without even knowing it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I can say this for all the women around the world because I work with Swedish women. I work with Asian women. I work with North America women. I work with European women. It's amazing how this is a commonality that I see. Oh, my gosh. Even in Australia and New Zealand, it's so incredible. So the first misconception is we think that hard work will get us what we want. Mm-hmm. If we just work harder, it will get us what we want. That is so not true. Right. The second thing that we do is that we tend to think, 
I don't have time for that. I don't have time for joy. I don't have time for love. I don't have time for a break. I don't have time for <clears throat> relaxation until I get my work done. Mm-hmm. Until I earn that degree, until I reach that goal, until I finish cleaning the house. So we think that delaying our gratification, delaying love, pushing it away is actually going to help us get to what we want. It actually gets in our way because when we do that, we mm-hmm. are really difficult to be around. <clears throat> We're really difficult to be around. People try to help us, and we are either a bear that they can't come near us, or if they do come near us and they do something in their own ways, we would cut the head off. We would, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. bite the head off. And then we block them from loving and supporting us, which makes us even more tired, more resentful, and angrier and more depleted. It actually ages faster than if we let other people love us and care for us. It, it does because negative emotions really do carry, um, you know, they, they cause dis-ease in the body. And yes. positive, positive emotions actually raise you up and create more flow. So, yeah, you're happier. Um, so, so what you just shared, which is wonderful. So women, we work hard. There are a lot of single moms out there. We're divorced. Um, you know, life is not always easy. And married mom too. I mean, let me tell you, married mom are dying silently because they they have it worse. They have to keep up an image that their marriage is fine, it's great. They they keep that up with their with their children. They keep it up with the school. You know, they keep it up at work. They keep it up to themselves and to their to their own their husband. So I think married mom have an extra layer of complications and silent silent pain that. That are not often spoken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that and that makes sense. So how you know how do they get in touch with that to 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 allow you know because I think I talk a lot about this in my own journey, but allowing and vulnerability is not seen as a strength, right? And I I think right. when we when we when we can allow and we can be vulnerable, it actually is a strength. So yep. yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. First of all, we have, so, like you said, we have so much judgments against our, what we call weakness. And mm-hmm. we're so, um, so used to coping and packaging ourselves up. It's like we live in a padded internal room inside us. You know, we pad, we pad ourselves so we don't feel the pain. We can't mm-hmm. talk about it because we are so afraid. If we feel the pain, it will be endless and we will be stuck in depression forever. Mm-hmm. And so we don't let ourselves feel it, and we don't get, let ourselves talk about it. And if we do, if it leaks out, which it does, it leaks out all the time. When it leaks out, then we go to our brain to rationalize it instead mm-hmm. of really having the tools and the capacity to be with with ourselves, to really hear ourselves. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, what a woman really needs is she needs guidance, you know, someone to like hold the space and guide her into her emotion because she's been so disconnected from that that she can't even get there herself. It, and then she needs, a com- she needs to be inside a community of women that is safe and intimate so that she can slowly slowly reveal herself and and watch other women reveal themselves that allow her to go, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. This mm-hmm. is not about me, but this is a real thing that is happening. I am not overly demanding. I am not unreasonable. That's what women do is they have these five things in their head that go, oh, you're all alone in this, you know, you're not, no one is like you. And then, oh, you're crazy to feel that way. I mean, we judge ourselves. We discount ourselves like that. And then we say, you know, you're overly demanding. You should settle for less. You should be happy with what you have, you know, and then we would, other people would pull, you know, religion, God, everything to guilt Mm -hmm, us into mm -hmm. feeling that way. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we, Go ahead. So, and then people don't ahead, understand, Karen. you yeah. know. Because, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then people don't, people understand, don't understand. So when you have a clear vision of 
let's say your priestess is guiding you and you have a clear vision in your inside of yourself and like you said you you knew you knew you had to yep. find it um yep. you know the the world is really not kind you know so it's almost like we have to keep it inside it's i i like to um call the it if you will it's like an egg i had to keep safe you know i yeah. it, it was precious i didn't want to tell too many people about it because they're, they're not going to understand, and I'm going to maybe stumble and fall, and, and I'm not going to have my dream, you know, because that, that that's my dream. Like, I really, I really had to nurture it. I, I used the analogy of an egg because I had to, like, keep it warm, sit on it, you know, love it, know, know yeah. where it was. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So it is just like an egg, you know. Like, if you, I'm so blessed that where I live, uh, the birds always come and make a nest right in front of my kitchen window. And so every year I get to watch this cycle that happens with the doves and the robins uh, next to each other. And she does. She sits on that thing and it's tucked away so it's not out there where the crows can come at her and at the eggs, right? So she tucked it away and then and then mommy and daddy birds, you know, take turn to feed themselves and, and incubate this. And then when the, the, when the baby birds crack, open, you know, they come in and protect it and feed it until the baby is big enough to take take flight. And yeah, there's a sheltering, there's an incubation place. And I think that's what the priestess would call discernment. This is a word that we don't I don't hear a lot in our normal everyday language. Discernment. You have to have discernment on who you let in to your dream and who is not capable of seeing the big picture. They all love you. They all want to help you. But some people help you by scaring the bejesus out of you. And some people mm-hmm. love you by saying, go, go, Karen, go. You know, I'll support you. I'll help you, whatever I can. What do you need? So mm-hmm. those are the people you should let in. Exactly. And, and it's, it's by trial and error, right? And, you know, it, it really is. And it isn't until we, you, you let a few people in and then you find out and then you go, oh, I shouldn't have. I mean, and then, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But. But, you know, I, I don't look at it that way anymore because, like I said, when I let that in and I get that feedback back, it's like, okay, well, there's there's a, you know, that's where that's resonating. So, okay, next. So I keep it safe, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I, I love this because through what you're sharing, May, I think that the core of it is that we, um, you know, the self-love and there's trust. We, we need to trust in ourselves. And mm-hmm. um, I, I love that. You know, trust the and process. Integrate, and integrate your three Ps together. you got to recognize your peasant, first and foremost. you got to see her and go, oh, my gosh, I am a peasant. Oh, my gosh, my peasant is working so hard, and she is hoping for love, but she's not getting it. Let me listen to her. Let me learn to love her. That mm-hmm. is so important. And this is a step that most people want to bypass. They come to me and they go, okay, I read your book. I get the peasant. Now, help me get over her and get on to the good stuff. And I'm like, okay, the fastest way that I can help you get on to the good stuff is to learn to love her. May I show you how to do that? And they're like, uh, really? Okay, do we have to? How long is this going to take? I said, are we done yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> and I'm like, not yet. Give me one more week. That's all I ask. You know, just give mm-hmm, me one mm-hmm. more step. And it's just amazing how impatient we are with our peasant self. And that's how come she's so hurt and so abandoned and so wounded and can't do all the things that we think we should be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the word that just came out for me, wounded. It's like we're so wounded, we don't even take time to nurture the wounds. We want to get to the end result. You know, we want the prize. We want to forget about it, put the pre- put that on the side and, like, change into the ball gown and, and, and you know, claim, claim it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's because we're run by the peasant traps. You know, this peasant have about 15 traps that she traps herself with. And one of them is this rush for time. She thinks she doesn't have enough time, doesn't have enough love, doesn't have enough support. And so she keeps running that cycle, that belief out. Mm-hmm. So and in, the truth in is your she book. Has plenty of time. Yeah. I'm sorry. So in your book, which is The Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating, you actually you really address that. And it's a, it's a great book. I've checked it out. It's a great book, and um, it's available. And on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Thank you. <laughs> you're you're welcome. And you've also been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and the San Francisco Chronicle. So I, you know, I, I went, what was it? And going back to the book, the 
this book we just spoke about. What was the process like for you writing that? Because I know often when you write a book, things come up. What what uh, what can you share with us about writing, creating this book? How has it changed your life? Oh, the, there's so much about that. Um, the first of all, I wrote this book from the princess place. <laughs> I didn't write okay. it from my peasant. My peasant tried to write this book, and it took her five years. She tried to do it her way and her peasant way, you know, pending every word and all this stuff until it was time. And my princess and my priestess finally said, "It's time." And I literally wrote this book in two months, Karen. Oh, my God. It was so awesome to watch the three-piece at work because I knew that the way my peasant was writing the book, it wasn't getting me to what, 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 what I needed to do. And so Mm -hmm. my princess called in an amazing PR person who helps women like me who are, you know, who are seasoned seasoned coaches and healers, and, and she, she said, May, I can help you do this in two months. You know, I'll interview you, we record it, we'll transcribe it, and then we'll clean it up and edit it and done. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? And she said, absolutely. My princess was so happy. She's like, that's it, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so oh, that's beautiful. That's, yeah, and so that's what I did last year was in, in December. I usually take December off so that I can rejuvenate and go into my, my priestess cave to get wisdom to come out in January. So I took, I took Jane in with me and we just interviewed me and pulled the book out and then we edited it and it was done by the end of January. I was so happy. And this is what happened when you work from a place of being loved, adored, and cherished. When, mm-hmm. when you work from a place of working hard and having to do everything yourself, it, it's hard. But when I work from a place of being loved, adored, and cherished, this is what it looks like. And, and even my PR person, she got the, she, she got the, the concept, you know, deep inside because she worked on the book with me and it changed her also. It elevated how she works. Um, whenever we had a little conflict or misunderstanding, we both can rise to our princess and work it, work itself out and let the wisdom guide us instead of fighting and getting, you know, hurting the relationship from the peasant place. It was incredible to to live my three Ps with someone who didn't know anything about it, jump mm-hmm. in a humongous project with a tight timeline and finish it in two months in beautiful, you know, beautiful accomplishment and we both are so proud of it. Oh, I love I love that because like you said, when you when you allowed, you came from another place. You came from the the princess and priestess point of yeah. view, if you will, you allowed and the right and perfect person did show up and you were open to receive um, the assistance. You know, I don't, I don't want to use the word help because I think that mm-hmm. help can, yeah. you know, I think we often think of victim, right? So when you can allow, yeah. and allow someone to be of service and be in gratitude and be of assistance, then, then yeah, while well, you're able to, I love it. You were able to manifest it and it's beautiful. That's so Yeah, so, so you asked me what did I learn from it. What I learned again and again was, oh, my gosh, this, the three Ps really worked. Oh, my gosh, this, this really does elevate relationship into its rightful place. You know, it can fix any conflict when you know your three Ps. You know, who's, who's bothered by what's happening, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then you address it from the three Ps level. And, and, and you don't even have to, not everybody has to know the three Ps. I know the three Ps, and so I worked with, with Jane, my PR person, from that place, and it elevated us, and it made us work through all the tight timeline and the conflicts and whatever, the misunderstanding, in the most glorious and generous way. And so much that she actually flew out to my live event uh, in March to to watch the book, you know, unfold to watch people receive the the knowledge and and really witness the success because she was so proud of of the book and she she loved working with me so that's the kind of relationship that I want people to have you know whoever you work with I want them to become your best friend I want them to become your best ally so that they can continue to love adore and cherish you and you continue to love adore and cherish them hmm, I love that and I want to book that someone shared and it's um quote it was may who got me where i am today truly nurtured pampered and feeling deeply at peace and in flow with my life 
I am honored and excited to recommend, recommend May's book to you, end quote, Cindy Ashton, founder, Your Persuasive Voice. So I, I love that because, you know, the title is really rich and, and your book is so much. Your book is so, so chocked full for, lis- for the listeners to go check out. It's so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun, easy read. I mean, you really can do can read the book in two days, in a weekend, because it's so... I, I'm not a long-winded person, and English is my second language, you know, so I, I, I didn't go professor on you guys. I just went really simple, and I have a way to explain things that is right to the point and fun, so I know you'd enjoy it. And um, and actually, Cindy Ashton is in New York. She's a, a, a Broadway singer and also an amazing persuasive uh, stage coach and, and um, uh, presence uh, coach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go see her, and hopefully you can in New York, in the East Coast, in the end of January, uh, the end of May and the beginning of June this year. I know that will be fabulous. I, I'm looking forward to that very, very much. And um, like I said, you, you also have signature talks. I want to highlight those really quickly. The Ultimate Divorce Guide to Dating. The next one is Before You Date, Before You Date, Heal Your Stuff with Men and How to Be Loved, Cherished, Loved, Adored, Cherished by Men. Excuse me. And uh, they're, they're all so rich, all these topics. And I, I wanted to jump back, if you will, because you, you, um, you speak to men as well, do you not? Not just women? I, I do speak to men. Well, men, men hears me through so what, their women. <laughs> That's what what's so that? amazing is, I said men hear me through their women, through the women who, who are working with me. I, I have so many husbands out there who are becoming my best friend and who don't even know me, <laughs> but who love me dearly because I help them save their marriage. I help them find their wife. I help them connect to their girlfriend. I help them have a, a, a sweet, you know, the kind of relationship that they always wanted. They Men just want to love, adore, and cherish us, but we didn't know that, so we push them away, and we make them work way too hard to love us. And when we can make it easier for them, all of our life will change and their life change. And they just feel so happy to, to, to be understood, you know, to know that, can, that uh, there's a woman on this planet that really get what men is up to, which is to love, adore, and cherish hmm. all of us women in their own way. Hmm. I love that. And then your, the book uh, is for single people as well. So it helps us to find the true, you know, the true happiness, right? True love that we're looking for. So that, because, you know, you date someone, right? And it's great for the first few weeks, everybody's bright and shiny. And then you realize that, geez, they have some of the same characteristics, like the the last few and your, or your friends mm-hmm. pointed out to you, right? They look different, but they're the mm-hmm. same animal dressed up in different clothes. So, yep. yeah. So, so your yep. book, um, your book helps with that oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. Address that. Yes. Well, because first of all, it's because your presence is dating. So your presence is attracting likes for likes. I hate to say that. So if you are seeing the things out there that you don't like, look inside. Oh, my gosh. How am I attracting this? It's like a magnet. So, so the men that are showing up are showing up with issues that or parts of ourselves that we haven't loved. So mm-hmm. we need to get to know that in ourselves. And the second thing of why relationship goes dead is because we don't realize this, but each one of your three Ps need to be mm-hmm. happy in the relationship. The princess needs something different. The priestess needs something different. And the peasant needs something different. Most of the time, we settle for what the peasant needs, which is security. And we, we all if a guy promises securities and financial you know, securities and mm-hmm. honest securities. And if you're mine, then we're happy. And we settle for, for the peasant level of relationship. So we miss out on what the princess really wants and what the priestess really wants. But when you find out what all three Ps want, and then you negotiate, and then you start cultivating your relationship to the point where all three Ps are happy, that's when your relationship will continue to be hot and will sustain itself. Hmm. That's beautiful. So they all do work synergistically together, right? For our for our good. So it's yeah, not given, they do, so it's not, and they all yeah. they. 
they each hold something important, you know, like the peasant wants security. Absolutely, you need security. The princess wants pleasure, joy, and happiness, so she's not going to settle for that. She wants great sex. She's not going to settle for not having that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the priestess wants freedom and power, and she wants to be able to do her work in the world. So when all three of those things are honored in your relationship, it's hot. But when one is compromised, then mm-hmm. it's not. Then it's a compromised mm-hmm. relationship. Hmm. Wow. That, that's, that's really powerful. It really is. How often do we trade it's it all open. off? Yeah, exactly. And we usually trade off what the, priest, the priestess and the, the princess wants for the, the promise the promise of security and Mm -hmm. what we end up with is nothing. Exactly. Yeah. We end up with a life of, of, of hard work, right? The peasant again. Exactly. Yep. Yes. So I can't believe it may, the time is flying by once again. So I just want to ask real quickly, you know, what's next for you? Cause I know you're, you're coming, you know, to the Northeast, to New York and, and um, this area for your book tour, which is fabulous. And so what's next for you? What's next for me is my book tour here in, uh, in New York and in the San Francisco area and then in Sweden. So I will be in Sweden in September, the whole month of September to do my book tour over there. And then, oh, and then in August, I will do my live event in the Bay Area, Hot Life, Hot Love, where I take the three-piece concept and I bring it to life for you. It's an amazing event, uh, two days of powerful, powerful, life-changing information for you. It's, it's actually a free event for people if you are interested in coming. It's worth $997. However, I want you to come and hear my message so that you can see what it can do for yourself. So come check it out. It's at hotlifehotlove.com. And it's all I ask is a seat deposit so that your peasant will commit herself to come. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know peasant, we get really busy and then we don't commit and then we put ourselves last. So put down the seat deposit for $97 so that you can reserve your seat and you make sure you come. And then I will give that money back at the door so that you can be free to check it out and not feel any pressure at all. And then if you like to work with me, that would be great. I will invite you to work with me. If not, you will go home fully filled with the three Ps and, and have an idea of how to implement them in your life. I love it. Well, once again, May, it's it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you. And your new book is The Divorce Mom's Guide to Dating. And my guest is May Vu. That's V-U. And you can follow May on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. And her website is www.maiivucoach.com. And May, I want to thank you and the listeners for joining me. And I'll see everybody back next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.